Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this May 10th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here on this Tuesday. Uh, no show Monday, yesterday. We were actually down or over at the Woods Resort Uh for golf, a golf outing yesterday in, in support of former sports director Matt Miller, his new endeavors over there at the FCA of the Eastern Panhandle. Uh, great showing yesterday. Uh, not from us on the golf course. Chris Ross stood in there, came in pinch hit for uh, Mike Hornby, who had to take care of some business yesterday. Uh, and uh, he was basically our team. Yeah, thank you, uh, Chris Ross, <clears throat> for joining us late there. Uh, last minute, kind of, when we learned that Mike was uh, unable to join us on Friday. And uh, I said to Rob earlier, if it wasn't for Chris, uh, the three of us might still be out there playing. <laughs> hey, I don't know. They gave us that uh, anything past four is just a par. So you just par at number four. Well, then we so, could have just wrote down all the pars and went home and not even played. Because I mean, uh, yeah, that but quicker. also we never we wouldn't have shot over par. Think about you that. had to get on the green to get the par, right? Yeah, yeah. If you didn't get on the green in yeah. four shots, you're right. It's not a par, so yeah. we would have still been out there yesterday. You still, yeah, Colin, the, I don't know. Colin's okay, but the rest of us really need. I to appreciate work on that. Yeah, but we'll get there well, well we had planned to go to the range potentially on thursday but the weather wednesday pushed wednesday's game to thursday so we didn't have a chance to do that and then the weather of friday through sunday just not good it would have made a huge difference i think if we now nah. hit up the range you know hey that's my excuse and i'm sticking to it you got the picture there nick yeah i already threw it up i can throw okay. it up again if you want me to but yeah i mean we semi looked the part is that good enough I mean, style points is everything, Colin. You're right. And, I mean, look at these fine gentlemen. Yeah, look at that. I'm looking, <laughs> and I don't see fine gentlemen. <laughs> Except for Chris. All right, well, uh, it was a good outing yesterday there at the Woods Resort. Uh, shout out to everybody there at the FCA, the Eastern Panhandle, Matt Miller, for putting this together and uh, doing a lot of good. There was a lot of people out there, a lot of uh, business people, other people uh from this community helping out there and uh hopefully there'll be another one i assume there was i think they had a great turnout uh door prizes other uh gift baskets it was a great event and the weather held up perfectly as well it was a beautiful day there yesterday at the uh woods i enjoyed our time and even though we didn't do the uh best any day on the golf course as rob said is better than a day at work yes he did say that uh, well, he said it. He said it anywhere else, not yeah. just work. So we'll leave it at that. Uh, but we got to turn our attention to uh, high school baseball. Sectionals begin tonight. Section one, 
or excuse me, triple, Class AAA Region 2, Section 1 has a number one Martinsburg hosting number four Spring Mills. We'll have that game for you. 6.40 pregame, uh, 7 p.m. first pitch. On the other side of Section 1, number two Musselman host number three Hedgesville, also set for 7 p.m. And then we'll move to Section 2, or that's a four-team double elimination tournament, excuse me. Uh, and then we'll move to Section 2, which is a three-team double elimination tournament. Uh, Jefferson gets the bye at the number one seed. We'll be joined here in a few minutes by head coach for the Cougars, John Lowry Sr. as their EPAC uh, regular season champions, and uh, they're looking forward to another playoff run here this season. Um, but uh, I don't know. Mike is pointing fingers here. I don't Probably know because about. I said any day's a better day than uh... – being yeah. at work any day is a better day than being at work nick thinks it might be the window but i don't know no i think he was pointing at you because he said you were supposed to be working yesterday probably you didn't work i mean had, I, I mike had to do the work it, you guys somewhat did yeah mike had to do some work yeah maybe that's why because he's saying you didn't fix it that's probably I what tried to about. all right well section two is a three-team double elimination tournament jefferson gets the bye will be joined as i said by uh coach lowry senior here uh, in a couple minutes uh so that means number two washington hosting number three hampshire tonight excuse me not tonight 4 30 p.m so we'll already know the result of section two by the time we go most likely by the time we go on air tonight uh or at least by the time first pitch starts uh that winner will play Jefferson tomorrow at Jefferson. The loser will have to wait and play the loser or the winner of tomorrow night's game. I believe whoever loses tomorrow night is out. I could be wrong no. on that. No. I don't he had know it this. backwards. It's double elimination. Yes, so, it's double elimination. So loser plays loser. Loser plays loser. Winner of that game needs to win two to beat the whoever wins the game tonight between Martinsburg and Spring Mills. Well, no. Well, different he's section. talking about section two. So. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And on the other side. It's Washington, too. Hampshire. Yes. Loser waits to play the loser of the winner of tonight and Jefferson. <laughs> See, that's confusing. And then that moves on it's to not. if Jefferson wins, they win overall. Yeah. And if they lose, they have to lose again. Right. Yeah. It's probably better with a graphic showing that. Yeah, rather than words. Well, because you look but, at it's a you, like I have the the section one bracket, and in you're front still of me. confused. So well, I have the section worse. one bracket in front of me, which a four team, that's and true. The, having the three team kind of just makes it's it one a less different. team. It should be simpler, right? I don't necessarily know about. I'm simpler. just giving you a hard time. All right, well, I'll do it for this first segment of the sports mix. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Cougars head coach John Lowry, senior. Segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Jefferson Cougars head coach John Lowry Sr. That's next after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. 
are open and the sun is shining here at Nats Park. So show up. They may be young, but these kids can play. Show up. The Nationals have come from behind with two runs in the bottom of the night. And show some natitude. Single game tickets for the 2022 Washington Nationals regular season are on sale now. Visit nationals.com slash tickets and show your natitude at Nats Park all season long. Every parent with a child entering pre-K through seventh grade, we invite you to consider Airborne Christian Academy. Enrolling your student in a Christian school, it's never been more affordable. With a WV Hope Scholarship offering $4,300 per year per student. And if you've been hoping for alternative ways for your child to flourish academically while remaining true to your faith, we want to partner with you. Check out all the details at airborne.church forward slash school. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We're now joined on the phone by Jefferson Cougars head coach, Coach John Lowry Sr. How are you doing today, Coach Lowry? I'm doing well, thank you. And your team. Beautiful day out. It is a beautiful day out. You guys get a day off today. You can be able to watch some baseball tonight, get a little practice in. Uh, but you're the regular season EPAC champions, 29 and 3 on the season. You get the number one seed over in Section 2. Uh, it just seems like normal uh, baseball for you guys there at Jefferson. Well, we're fortunate this year. We, you know, we had some depth with our pitching and. Uh, I think that showed as the season went along. We were, you know, we had lost a number of players from last year, so we were pleased with the way, you know, our, our new group stepped up and, and played well. I, I think you guys haven't watched us play. We, you know, we do have, as I mentioned, depth in pitching, and we seem to be able to catch the ball reasonably well in the field, and that allows you to stay in a lot of games. And coach, getting the uh, number one seed in the section, obviously a position uh, you want to be in. Uh, but as we've talked about before, you know it's a, a very difficult section to get through. So, uh, what have you guys kind of been doing to prepare for uh, the sectional tournament? Well, you, you know, I think you hit the nail on your head when you say it's a tough uh, uh, section to get through, and I think it's a tough region. You know, all teams, um, you know, has some some pitching, and when you get into a short series like this pitching obviously is the key and um you know hopefully uh you know if that's where the depth of pitching comes in if you uh what happened to get into the loser's bracket and have to fight your way back out of that so that you know depth gives you that opportunity maybe to be able to to come back out of it but uh i mean you can look around the teams in the epac um all have guys that they can run out there on a particular day and and you know the random nature of baseball you never know what's going to happen that was, that's what makes it interesting this time of the year you know uh, despite whatever the regular season might have 
uh, held, everybody starts out at zero and zero this week. Coach Lowry, Colin McLaughlin here. With the weather this past weekend and a uh, bye now for your team, uh, how's the team specifically, the uh, pitchers, feeling after a uh, quite a few days of rest? Well, actually, you know, we gave them uh, the weekend off. Of course, if uh, really there was no opportunity to be able to get outside and do anything, and we just thought it was a good time to, to take a break and kind of let ourselves – uh, refreshed mentally as well as physically. Um, you know, we had a good practice yesterday. We'll have another good practice today. And I would like to mention one thing. Our tournament over on this side doesn't start till Wednesday. So Hampshire and Washington won't play until Wednesday. And our first game will be Thursday. So that does give us that extra day in there. And we plan on, you know, getting our guys out. And, uh, and we threw some bullpens yesterday, and we'll let them get out in the mound and throw, you know, 20 to 25 pitches to hitters today. And, uh, you know, just a matter of trying to stay sharp. And uh, as one of our coaches said yesterday, the hay's already in the barn. You know, we are what we are, and uh, we just hope that what we are is, uh, can show up and be good enough when it counts. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's uh, you know, pitching such a significant uh, factor in these games at this time of the year. So, uh, you know, we hope that we can pitch well and, uh, you know, be able to score enough runs to um, prevail. And you talk about pitching being a key here, and uh, you guys obviously playing the uh, number of games you could play in a season, the max there with 32. How do you think that uh, that – helps or hurts your pitchers going into the postseason we've had a lot of people commenting on our show uh, when we were talking about games last week number of games that teams got through and uh, it it seems like people are uh, questioning why play all 32 games if you want to go all the way to the state tournament well you know I guess people can always look at things and have their own opinions on how they want to think we schedule 32 games at the beginning of the year and I think you have an obligation to the teams that uh, you're playing at the end of the year to to, to continue to play. Uh, the weather was such that actually the Hedgesville game last Wednesday night was the only one that we had as a makeup. All the rest of the games we had, you know, been allowed to play, uh, or the weather had allowed us to play. Maybe it's a better way to say that. And of course, we did move the, the Mercersburg game from Friday to Thursday to be able to get it in. But uh, you know that was. And it's in fairness to, to Mercersburg as well. You know, you schedule those games originally, so you certainly would think that uh, you're obligated to try to play them uh, if at all possible. And I, I know in years past, you know, that when you haven't been able to play the 32, you have a, a game or two if you're fortunate enough to prevail in your sectional tournament that you uh, might be able to play beyond the sectional. But we feel with the number of guys that we have that can pitch, we can break our squad down and we can, you know, we, we'll just play an inner squad game. But, uh, I, uh, you know, it's the first time we've been able to play 32 in a, in a, uh, uh, in a while. And, uh, you know, it's a point of pride to, to be able to, to get your games in, at least from our perspective, you know, the, 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 uh, the work that the people do on the field to help us uh, keep our field, maintain it so that it's playable when uh, the weather is questionable. Uh, you know, a lot of things go into it, and it's certainly uh, it's always been the philosophy of our program to try to play uh, whenever possible to play. So, Coach, uh, you 
had your senior night last week, and, and your seniors have been a big part of the team this year. Um, what can you say, I guess, about the, that class and how you're trying to send them out right now at the sectional and regional and eventually the state tournament? Well, we have 10 guys, you know, 10 seniors, and you, and you can look at them, and they've all contributed, uh, uh, you know, the look around their infield. We, You know, the left side, uh, both young men are seniors at first base. Uh, um, Sammy Roberts, Noah Carter played first, uh, both seniors in the outfield with Sam Wobnitz. And, you know, I hate to mention names, Connor Bailey, because I'll always mention or I'll always forget somebody, Austin Young. Uh, you can, you know, there's just guys that have uh, all contributed in, in different ways at different times. And it's been a good group. They've been a loyal group. They've been a hardworking group. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you hope the best for them, not only in this week coming up, but beyond as they, you know, get into their collegiate lives, whether they're going to play baseball uh, in college or not. But as it, they go on and pursue the, the goals that they have in mind for themselves, we, uh, you know, they've worked hard and sacrificed and, uh, and been good teammates to each other. And I think that the, it's, as life goes on, you'll find that they're, they're going to be uh, uh, successful people as well. Who were uh, some of your guys this year that really stepped up and uh, surprised you performance-wise? Well, uh, you know, that's, um, you know, <laughs> again, that's, uh, you have to sit and think about that a little bit. Obviously, Kellen Kins has played well with shortstop force. Uh, he's starting to uh, come on uh, offensively at the end of the year, have one of our leading uh, on-base percentages. Noah Carter, our DH, uh, you know, he's, uh, um, he's, uh, got the highest on base percentage on the team. You know, he, he uh, selective at the plate and uh, he's had some big hits for us. Um, of course, you know, you have Sam Roberts, you have Finn Horwitz, you have Connor Bailey, uh, Sam Wobness, guys that everybody I think are aware of from years past. They've certainly uh, maintained their level of play. Matt Pickers in left field has played well for us defensively. Um, it, Austin uh, Young has provided depth for us in the outfield. Uh, uh, swings the bat a little bit for us, uh, you know. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun group to watch, fun group to to be around. They they play hard, they practice hard, and uh, you know that's what high school sports are all about. If they try to to look ahead and uh, you know this year and anticipate what you have on the horizon coming up next year, and when it's those guys' turn. Uh, to step in and play, uh, hopefully they'll be ready to do that. And I think that's what this group, this year's group, showed that they were. They were ready to do that, and uh, you know they had played significant uh, amounts with our JV program. Our JV program just uh, finished their last game yesterday. They played 27 games, so we have guys that are be stepping in next year that you know have a lot of baseball experience behind them. So. Um, but real proud of the proud of the guys this year, and you know, if you talk about surprises, you know, you can look at Riley Morgan. He's a sophomore. He's a left-handed pitcher. I think he struck out 45 in 24 innings, and that's a pretty good, uh, um, pretty good ratio there. So he's had a good year for us. And uh, Daquan Shipes uh, pitched well for us. And uh, Dylan May, another sophomore, has won four games for us. Uh, Jared Day had to shut out the other night against. Mosesburg, he's a senior, throws well. So, uh, you know, again, it's uh, to be repetitive, I guess, to say they've uh, been a fun group to, to coach and 
uh, and a fun group to watch. And you mentioned there your pitching depth specifically with Morgan and Mabe and Day able to get in there. What does that say just about the depths, especially because you still have some juniors and you, know, you talk about Morgan and Mabe being sophomores and Scheip being a junior as well coming back next year that the Wobnitz and – or excuse me, Horowitz – kind of led the way there uh and along with sammy roberts that you still have a lot of good pitching depth there there for you for the next couple of seasons well you're right and uh you can add the name of ron hefter to that group who's catching for us this year but he also can throw and you know i think you'll see him step up next to the throne and uh sam roberts has a younger brother on our jv team that's uh um thrown well and uh, Ryan Kelly's another one on the JV team who's thrown well. Uh, Cole Lewis, uh, it's, it's thrown close to 30 innings on the, on the JV team, and he, he's also thrown with success. So, yeah, yeah. those guys who in the offseason, they'll, they'll get stronger, they'll be mature, they'll, be, they'll have that year approach from the junior to the senior year, and hopefully, you know, they'll be ready to step in and, uh, go to work. Ty Duncan's another uh, young man who's a uh, he's a junior this year. He's backed up Kellen at shortstop, and he certainly uh, uh, if if you watch him practice and play, you, you you could probably say that he'd be a starting shortstop on uh, a number of teams um, this year. But he's uh, you know as we talk, talked earlier about waiting your turn and being ready when your time comes. I think you'll find that will be the case with him. He also can pitch a little bit. So um, you know. We uh, it's it's the nature, it's the reality of high school baseball or high school sports in general that you know guys are going to come on, come and they're going to leave. You know, you, you got them for a couple of years, and and that and that's the fun part of it is trying to maintain uh, that flow of of uh, players that can keep you competitive. Last question for you, Coach Lowry, before we uh, let you go here: What does your team need to do to make it back to the state championship? Well, I just think we need to continue to try to do the things that we've done all year. You know, go out and play the game one pitch at a time. Um, you know, understand the situations that uh, as they are in the moment. Uh, stay in the moment and, and don't get ahead of yourself. And uh, um, just go out and uh, to be cliche as again, you know, stay with the process and, and let the results uh, take care of themselves. Um, you know, you can only do you can only control what you can control. What happens beyond that, it's out of your control. So I think it's important that we do try to control the things that we can do. We can hustle. We can uh, be alert. Uh, hopefully we uh, can make the correct decisions mentally. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the game is so random. Um, a lot of things happen within the game. Um, I like to, to mention this one time or every now and then that my mother told me one time <laughs> that the, the beauty of baseball is that it's – Throughout time, you could probably go back and there'd never be two games that have been played exactly alike from beginning to end. There's always going to be uh, some something different to happen or the sequence of events happen different. Uh, and that's what makes it a, an interesting game, and that's what makes it a fun game. Coach John Lowry, Sr., Jefferson Cougars head coach, our guest. Thanks for joining us, Coach Lowry, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you all. That was Coach John Lowry, Sr., Jefferson Cougars head coach. Uh, 29-3 and regular season this year, guys. They're EPAC regular season winners. They get the number one seed in the Section 2. They'll be off until 
Thursday. I forgot that they do that different in Section 2 is they don't start until a day later. So I apologize for thinking they played today for some reason. Uh, but uh, they're trying to do what they do every season, can play well and play long into the postseason. Yeah, and we mentioned that uh, the theme for them this year, at least I remember Nick said it last week, is that they find ways to win. And I feel like they will continue to do that here through the sectional and into the regional. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, tough teams that they might have to face. Washington, for example, if it's the uh, Patriots that get by Hampshire here uh, tomorrow, which you expect them to be the team. And we've seen Washington be the only team from West Virginia to beat Jefferson this year, one of the three losses. And then... If it's Jefferson that makes it to the uh, regional championship like they're supposed to, they'll have to go through uh, one of the strong teams there from Section 1, whether it's uh, Martinsburg or Hedgesville or Musselman as well, who's been playing well, or even Spring Mills. You never know. We saw Spring Mills play its best game of the season last week there against uh, Jefferson. Even though they lost, it was via one nothing, and uh, Herndon pitched a gem. He definitely did. And uh, talking about Jefferson real quick before we close the door on them today, uh, you mentioned their three losses, one to Washington, one to Bishop O'Connell, and one to High Point Christian. Uh, Bishop O'Connell out of Virginia and High Point Christian out of North Carolina. They're both in the Mingo Bay Classic. And something that I just escaped me when we were talking to Coach Lowry Sr. was that what did he learn from those games? What did the team learn from those two losses down at Mingo Bay that can kind of help them propel them to the state tournament and i that was a good question to ask and i totally forgot but the you know you take lessons from those two losses uh especially because both those teams are very very good and bishop o'connell of virginia won the mingo bay classic or no did they win or they 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 beat the team georgetown yes i was flipping that for a second in my head once i said that Uh, but now let's talk about washington uh, Washington, again, will play Hampshire tomorrow in the first round of the Section 2 tournament. Uh, they weren't looking good there for a while. After, you know, starting in halfway through Mingo Bay, they lost seven straight games, but now they've won three straight to end the season, um, only allowing three runs in those three games. Obviously, that's got to be a booster to you as a team after the you know that seven-game losing streak you're in to know that you could go out there and score – 25 runs and only give up three in three game in a three game period uh heading into the playoffs gotta get your head high considering where you were the beginning of last week yeah i think they needed that obviously and uh, this is a good washington team and they can compete in their section in this region um i mean they've shown that all year at times they've been one of the best teams in the epac so you got to continue to expect them to do well and you got to respect this Washington team it just seems like though the offense has been struggling for the most part as of late uh, maybe this will be the confidence boost that they need to kind of put them back in the right position um, but you do worry a little bit about their offense I think more than the other teams that you consider toward the top it's definitely a pitching league, I think, for the most part. The pitchers have really stood out. There's not a ton of hitters that you would say every time they come to the plate that you'd fear them. Maybe Horowitz, Reed, and that's about it probably, I'd say, that are like really dangerous hitters. There's there's good hitters, 
but guys that are going to consistently hit like doubles and triples off of you um you know those two guys are toward the top so it is definitely a pitching league um which washington has some of the best pitching so they can compete with anybody it's just will they get the timely hits or maybe the other team make a few mistakes because of the pressure they're putting on them uh defensively that's going to be really important i think for washington moving forward but they do have the only win over jefferson in the state like colin said so you got to look at them as a contender even though maybe record wise they're not necessarily where you'd expect them to be yeah i still think they are a top 10 team in the state they had a very very good year you talking about washington yeah washington i still would have them as a top 10 team in my mind i wouldn't just because of the number of games you played against teams in the state and it but that's from, my only gripe with Washington's seen schedule, from them which when is they are why at I their think best. But my reasoning why I think they got pulled off that list is because of the number of games. Well, that and the seven-game losing streak. And the seven-game losing streak. But what they are capable of is being that top-ten team in the state. It's just a big if, which a couple weeks ago, there wasn't that if. Up until that seven-game losing streak, the if was with Musselman, who I know we'll get to here in a little bit. But Washington, as you said, the pitching, and I still stand by it, can be the best rotation in the state if they're all on their A game. I would agree with that. Reed, as you said, one of the better hitters. We even heard it from Coach Lauer. He might be the best hitter in the area. They have the pieces. It's just if the consistency is there or not from them. I would definitely agree with that, and uh, we'll see come sectional playoffs and potentially regional playoffs. Uh, But let's move back to section one. Uh, We've talked Martinsburg endlessly on the show. Obviously, we know the most about them. Um, So this matchup tonight against Spring Mills, Caleb Edwards is going for Martinsburg, and it's still to be determined who is going for, uh, or to be announced, I should say. I have just received word that they are not dis- that Spring Mills is not disclosing starting pitcher until game time tonight. Yeah, I think everybody but I think in their can... right mind knows who it's going to be. Yeah, and I mean it's it's got to be Chase Herndon. Yeah, you got to throw out your best pitcher when you're the four seed trying to win. And you know, Tripp has talked about it when he talked to a couple of the Spring Mills players that they think they could at least you know have a couple wins here in this section tournament. With him on the mound, I'd agree. Thing is, though, he can't pitch every game. So, exactly. Uh, that does create a problem for Spring Mills. And maybe they won't pitch Herndon. I don't know. I, I don't think they won't, but maybe they'll go with Do you with really save him if you are facing elimination? Well, you're not facing elimination. I, I know. Well, do they start I'm him? Saying, they like, him if they don't the start him tonight, that, that most likely is your next thing. It's going to be nothing but elimination. I don't know. When you want to start him tonight, hopefully get a win, and then from there, he'll have to rest. If you lose the next one, maybe you can come back for that third one, depending yeah, on how many pitches fair. he has. That, that You want to at least get two out of him here. Yeah, that's a fair point. So I, I, I would think he's probably pitching. Uh, you know, Cover though, while he doesn't have, you know, a strong any fastball speed. or anything... <laughs> He does throw teams off. Like he's not an easy guy to hit, so maybe he could provide a good start for you at some point. But it, it does seem like it, 
the only reasonable starter tonight would be Chase Herndon. I'd be shocked if it's anybody else. Especially after what we saw him do there against Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that was phenomenal. So Herndon's on the mound, and Spring Mills can maybe rally a little bit because Caleb Edwards has been great for the most part this season, but he has given up a few runs here and there. So um, it is possible for Spring Mills to pull off a huge upset tonight with Herndon on the mound. If anybody else, you don't have a ton of confidence in the Cardinals, but you still can't count them out. They're definitely a, a tough team. Uh, they've given you know great efforts, and they had one of the best opportunities to beat Jefferson this year we've seen in the EPAC. So. But the other thing with that is the defense. Yeah, the defense because has struggled. Yeah. We talked with Coach Barrett before that game, and he said there's always that one inning where it seems like everything just falls apart and the errors start stacking up, and we've seen that. They had, I think, a game that we had for them in which they had six errors in the game. Yeah. That's what the big difference was there against Jefferson. Yeah, Herndon pitched great, but also the defense only had, I think, one error, maybe two. I can't remember if they, they counted the error, error as yeah. uh, that last throw over to third that hit the uh, runner in the helmet. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that was the error. I think they had another one. They had one in the first inning. That, that was the only error, the overthrow there in the uh, bottom of the first right. end, which that, Didn't really that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that comes with having a young team. You know, Spring Mills is a pretty young team, so uh, you're going to make those mistakes even throughout the season. But, again, we've said it all year pretty much. If Chase Herndon's on the mound, they have a chance. And, and really – you never know what's going to happen because it's a brand new season mm-hmm. with this playoff, so yeah. you can't overlook a team like Spring Mills. You definitely can't. Now let's move on to the other matchup. That is Musselman and Hedgesville. We'll start with the number two seed, Musselman. Uh, I think there was a few things that were learned last week uh, that um, I hate to be critical about a team, but I think that Dylan Stevens is human. He was playing. He was pitching extremely well this year, and then he uh, gave up some runs to Martinsburg a week less than a week after he completely shut them out I feel but like i think that's exaggerating i think that's pitching for you i think you learn pitching yeah but that's also the same just like them against Caleb edwards that that's why which game was it that we're it was the washington game in which washington beat martinsburg the first time yeah and then they changed up pitching wise for the second game and martinsburg beat them still yeah. Even though we thought the reason why they were changing pitching was because you don't want the same team to see the same pitcher over and over because you're most likely going to play them multiple times. Musselman didn't use that strategy, and now it may or may not hurt their chances if they have to play Martinsburg again because if Stevens isn't pitching tonight, if they get the win, you would expect him, if it's Martinsburg Musselman tomorrow, to pitch. Yeah, Yeah, and I think he'd be fine. I mean, Musselman had that game won. So, like, let's not act like Musselman wasn't in control of the game. I mean, there were no hitting Martinsburg through seven innings. So, they had the game won, just an error there at the end. uh, Lost it for them. So, I think Musselman could definitely end up winning this section. It's going to come down to Martinsburg and Musselman, I would think, uh, which would be a great, you know, series, if you want to call it that, presuming it, it, it extends. Uh, you know those two two those two ga- teams are really good. Uh, they've given us a lot of trauma in that game the other night yeah. in terms of the crowds going back and forth and stuff like that. So it sets up for you know a really interesting section. Um, 
and I think Musselman's a really good team. They have a great lineup. Kyle Lohr leads it off there for them. Uh, they have Stevens, but even uh, the kid that pitched the other night, uh, Rutherford, yeah, he pitched great too. So. He's only a sophomore. Yeah. I mean, I think you look at all these teams and you see people standing out. You see players standing out, and they're not juniors or seniors. They're sophomores. I mean, we talk about it. You know, we just talked to Coach Lowry about a couple of his sophomores standing out this year. You look over at Martinsburg, uh, you know, right off the top of my head, Carson Buber, a sophomore pitching, has pitched extremely well mm-hmm. this year. Then you look over at Musselman's roster, you see Myers, Lore. They're both sophomores, along with Rutherford. So I think the EPAC is going to continue to be good for, the, for years to come. And with them being that young, that brings up, the question to separate them from being good players to great players exactly. come playoff time now are they clutch can they shine and not crack under the pressure of playoffs yeah i would agree with that and let's uh talk about the other team in the section one that's hedgesville i don't want to forget about them there uh before we've got to hit the break though they're 16 and 14 on the year they're a team that is hard to read yeah they beat the teams that they're supposed to and then when they come here and play uh teams from the epac it seems like they struggle a little bit we've seen them uh lose a game to spring mills we've seen them compete against teams like a uh, musselman like a washington here and there but at the same time we've seen them get blown out and mercy ruled by those same teams too i think having riley bub back in the lineup definitely helps and I mean, the more but is games that enough? he no, but the more games he plays, the better he's going to continue to get. And I just think they're a hard team to read. They are. They're sixteen I, and fourteen on the year. Um, I just think they're a hard team to read. I mean, I'd say their best pitcher uh, throughout the whole season would have to be Jackson Ruest, uh, just a two point two nine ERA, uh, giving up thirty two hits, twenty uh, or excuse me, fifteen earned runs, fifty five strikeouts on the season. But then Tanner Matthews been pretty good. He's just got a little bit over a 3.0 ERA. And then Hayden Kimball has pitched 11 innings as a 3.08 ERA. I just think they're a hard team to figure out. But also that's because you didn't have Riley Bubb for half the se- or a good portion of the season. I don't know exactly how many games that he missed. I'd have to double check on here. Uh, he played in 11 games so far. So I'd say he's missed more than half the season. So I think obviously them with Riley Bubb they're a different team and as we said with it being a pitcher heavy EPAC and region a three run ERA might actually be too much from some of the games that we've seen if you're giving up three runs that might put you on the losing end with some of these games that we've seen yeah I would just say that Hedgesville is kind of similar to Spring Mills in terms of we don't know or they'll have a chance to win some of these games uh, but they actually have like way more wins, so you got to think that they'll be competitive with Musselman. But it just seems like Musselman's playing great baseball right now, so it's hard to uh, pick against them if you were to make a pick. All right, well there it is. It should be a great sectional and regional, and hopefully state playoffs with some EPAC teams involved there. But that'll do for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living. It is family owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsinis.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. 
We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Spencer Dupuy. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Colin, I think that's a perfect song for uh, the Capitals. They seem to be their own worst enemy in the third period. Yeah, it was They just... did score. Evgeny Kuznetsov yeah. scored what you, I thought was the game-winning goal. Uh, but this strategy that seems to work on them all season long, multiple times this year, is the early pulling of the goalie. Usually you see it under two minutes left. I believe last night the Panthers did it with about three minutes left. Yep. And, and what they happened when it was two minutes left? Because you know why? It was a rebound. And you get tired. And yes. I'm pretty sure a lot of the guys on the ice had been on the ice for over a minute and a half there late in the third period of a game. Yeah, and it's frustrating because you had so many missed opportunities. The uh, obvious one being that empty net uh, yeah. shot that just, just went off went the, the uh, post, and that would have made it 3 1 with the. Uh, two and a half or three minutes left whichever it was to most likely seal the deal and you'd be up three uh one going back to florida in the series against the best team in the nhl record wise so that's frustrating the two breakaway goals that you had after some really great penalty kills last night too was frustrating and then as i said earlier in the season overtime losses yeah in the regular season you get a point but they're still losses, and that came back to bite the Capitals in the butt again last night. An overtime loss, and now it's the worst time to have those. 
It definitely is the worst time to have those. They fall in the extra session, three to two series now tied at two apiece. They could have gone back to Florida for the pivotal game five up three one instead. Uh, they're now tied at two going back to uh, Florida for game five tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. We'll have that for you after our coverage of high school baseball concludes, but a uh, big game five down there uh, because if you can potentially win a game, you, you know you can win a game down there. They've done that. They've shown that. Yeah, but it's tough winning two on the road there. In but it's not series. two. It's one, one, one. I, I'm, yeah, it's one, no, I'm one, saying one. to win two in total. They have one now. They have to get another one in Florida is what I was trying to say. They don't have to get another one in Florida. They can I mean, win. oh, yeah, they would have to get they game do. five. Okay, I thought you meant. You like, have to get game five I thought you game meant seven like two if you want to left. win the series. Yeah. Well, you get game five and game six. Yeah. You, you want to win at home is what I'm saying. You have to take another yes. on the road, and winning two on the road in a series is difficult. Yeah. That is definitely correct, but the Capitals uh I I had faith last night. I you know, I after did. they scored I, that I really goal to make thought. it three two, I said, Oh my gosh, this could be I got ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. I was like maybe they get out of the first round this year. But now tied two two going back to Florida for game five, I definitely am a little skeptical. I still like Sammy in the goal. I do for now though too. Well, he stopped a lot of goals or a lot of pucks last night. Yeah, something that, that you don't look at, you just see there. That was frustrating uh, too. Was the shot differential? Yeah, the shot differential was huge last night. Um, see how many shots there were. Uh, let me go over here to the caps. Thirty-two total shots on net last night. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But the caps need to. Uh, turn it around, win game five in Florida. That's tomorrow night, 730. We'll have that game coverage for you when we join it in progress after baseball tomorrow night. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix on today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap up today's show. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. and We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our Defensive Handgun 2 course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this course on May 14th. All defensive courses will be held at the training center in Bloomery, West Virginia. To register and find out more, visit valleyguns2.com. 
need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your May 10th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 263 4343, you can stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue, right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us here as we wrap up the show today. You're about two and a half, three minutes remaining in today's show. Um, let's talk some NBA playoffs. Busy weekend over the weekend. We'll start Saturday. The Bucks get a very narrow win over Collins' favorite team, the Celtics, 101 or 103-101. They took the lead 2-1 to one there. The Warriors uh, just completely killed the Grizzlies, 142-112. They took a 2-1 lead there. Now going to Sunday, uh, the Suns and Mavericks. Uh, the Mavericks get a win there. The series now tied at 2 there, 111-101 win last night. The 76ers beat the Heat 116-108. That series also tied at two. Then back to last night, Celtics get the 116-108 victory. Series now tied at two. Uh, the Warriors get a ed, they edge the Grizzlies 101-98. They lead the series 3-1. Uh, we've got a couple minutes left here to talk about uh, these series. 76ers Heat doing battle tonight. Game five that tied at two. Miami favored by two and a half in Florida, or excuse me, in Miami. Uh, then 10 p.m. Mavericks and Suns. That series tied at two. Phoenix favored in six in this one, and they're at home. Uh, big weekend there. I guess you extended to yesterday since we did not have a show and we didn't really talk about it, but uh, good series coming down. Yeah, all the series are getting tight and, and getting more interesting. Uh, all Dallas. are tied except for one. Dallas battling back, um, and even the Memphis Golden State series. 76ers been, battling back? Yeah. Uh, even the Memphis Golden State series has been competitive. So even though it's a 3-1 series, you know Memphis has, has been pretty close besides the game on Saturday to uh, you know making it tied at two. They've had a few games that mm-hmm. have really been just a few points deciding it. So, um, you know, I, I'm – I'm happy that Embiid's back. I think that makes that series much more intriguing and could go seven games. We talked about that on the show Friday. Yeah, and, and we weren't sure if, if he was he'd play, play, and obviously he ended up playing it. It made a huge difference. So it seems like Philly's gained the momentum there. Dallas has gained some momentum, but I don't think they have enough to extend that series past six games. I think Phoenix will bounce back here and win the next two, but we'll see. Um and I'm leaning towards the 76ers maybe taking it to seven, but I still think the Heat will prepare or propel and win that. And obviously the Bucks celtics series, we knew that was probably a seven-game series there and could really go either way. So uh, it's been a good NBA playoffs, the second round heating up. I'm looking forward to it. Boston got another one to tie it back up, and hopefully they can uh, win the series. Al Horford looked phenomenal last night. Jason Tatum finally uh, got back, both of them. 30 points each. It'll be a uh, big game back in Boston. 
We'll be we'll discuss that more. We'll talk first round of section one tomorrow on the show. And uh, thanks to head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, John Lowry Sr., for joining us today. Uh, Colin, do you want to make the big announcement who's going to start, kick off the show tomorrow? Should I say tip off the show? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Tune into the show tomorrow. Bob Huggins will be on at 12.08 to talk with us. So you don't want to miss the Huggy Bear. You don't want to miss the Huggy Bear, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tune in tonight, 6.40 p.m., 7 p.m. first pitch between number four Spring Mills and number one Martinsburg in section one, region two. Uh, But that'll do it for John Lowry Sr. Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long.